Good morning, church. Welcome back to our second week of our Summer of Worship series. Um, so we are working our way through the six C's, C's and cat, the six C's of serving. We began this journey last week by looking at the first C, which was commissioned. Jesus commissioned the disciples to go spread the gospel, just as we are commissioned today. So clearly, if you are hearing this message, you're unable to join us for our, our 11 a.m. worship. So you know what to do. Grab your cup of coffee or your glass of sweet tea, and let's settle in and hear God's message for each of us today. This morning's scripture, we are still in Matthew 10, but now we are in verse 9 through 15. So grab your Bible, open your Bible app, whichever way it is that you have convenient to jump in God's word today, make your way to Matthew 10. So we're going to start in verse 9. It says, Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff. For the worker is worthy of his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search for some worthy people and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter their home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that house or town, shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer before we dive in. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we ask that you open our minds and our hearts. Help us to receive your message today. Lord, whatever it is that you need each of us to hear, I ask that you, you pierce our hearts with it. Help us to apply it to our everyday lives. Show us how you need us to walk in your word and your promise so that we can apply it to our everyday lives according to the promises found in Scripture. Lord, we ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son, Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. So today we are continuing our series in the Summer of Worship series, and we're on the second sea of serving. Gosh, I don't think I could say that fast. In Matthew 10, clearly Jesus is, is uh, giving conditions to the disciples when it comes to serving in each of the towns. So that's our second C, is conditions. Jesus gave the disciples instructions before sending them out to share their faith. So while the journey was meant for the house of Israel, for the children of Israel, the basic principles for everything in the scripture still holds true today as we share the gospel. Now, Jesus never promised that the journey would be easy or embraced by every ear that hears the gospel. 
Many will reject the truth, which makes the journey of carrying the gospel difficult sometimes. But, you know, we're, we're called to proclaim the gospel to all the nations. But we must also prepare for the work that we are called to do. So let's talk about being conditioned to serve as we spread the gospel. So first, we're to go in faith. Jesus sent the 12 out and instructed them, go in faith. To trust in the Lord that, the, that God would provide for each of their needs and the needs of those that they encounter. This is the foundation for fulfilling the Great Commission. So the preparation in the conditions. Scripture tells us neither gold nor silver nor brass nor coats nor shoes nor staffs. Don't, don't take anything. That's just a burden to carry through your journey. The disciples were to, to go on this long journey where they would need to be need to find lodging for extended amounts of time while they were away from home. But they were not to burden themselves with lugging around large amounts of supplies. This instruction was given so the disciples would learn to truly depend on God while serving Him. They were to focus on their calling rather than comfort. They were truly being taught to walk by faith. I don't know about you, but in today's society, with all the big mega churches and, you know, you see these pastors on TV, and it's great that they can reach that number of people. But I'm reminded back to this scripture that we're not to be worried about our comfort and how easy the task is going to be. We just need to stay focused on the task and walk by faith. Because what we need will be provided. God never tells us he's going to provide this huge amount of luxury along the journey. So if we are going to serve the Lord fully, we absolutely cannot focus primarily on our needs. We must be prepared to meet people right where they, at, they are at in their own journey as we try our best to walk by the truth of Scripture and spread hope in the process. So now there were provisions in the conditions. Jesus told the disciples that, that they, would, they would meet along the way, you know, things would be provided for them as, as they traveled. They would meet people along the way. They would absolutely receive them and take them in. The Lord provided for them through the kindness of others. I guess a modern day example of this would be how the food pantry meets people right where they're at, in the middle of their needs. But at the same time, there's also an investment in those who cross our path. We invest time in each other. Kindness is not just providing material needs. There's an investment in time. That is important. That needs to be provided for also. In the faithfulness of the disciples to the Lord, those that were, that were worthy would receive the blessings. 
you know, Jesus said that that there would be those that provide through the kindness of strangers. In other words, the disciples were going out and the strangers they were encountering, they would provide out of their kindness of their heart and their blessings would be there. But the disciples were not to ask for more than was offered to them. They needed to not lose focus of their task by worrying about where the next meal is going to come from, where the next lodging is going to come from. God was lining everybody up so that this journey could take place. And I don't know about you, but just that little bit, I can sit and think of so many different ways that God has ordained moments where I've crossed paths with someone and they either spoke life into my situation or I spoke life into theirs and we had never met before and our paths have never crossed since then. But in that moment, we knew that God meant for our paths to cross. So the, the disciples also had to abide in the conditioning and abide is to wait patiently. Jesus instructed the disciples as to where they should stay and engage fellowship so that they could enjoy their time with those that they were ministering to. The inquiry in the conditions is where they were to come into a city and inquire where those of moral and spiritual character could be found. Don't you know that simple statement right there in today's time would cause all kind of interesting conversations. But for the disciples, this was a safeguard for their own spiritual well-being. The Lord wanted them to engage with the lost, but at the same time guarding their own hearts and their own reputations. So they had to search out those that were morally and spiritually solid so they would have a place to rest and not slip into any sinful past um, humanistic natures that they had already repented of. So it was, it was a guarding of their own heart. Now there were also stability in the conditions. So Jesus expected the disciples to remain with their faithful host until the work was done in each city or town. And there are a couple reasons for this. They were to be content with the provisions they received. Just like I said before, don't, don't ask for more. God's providing exactly what you need. They were moving quite frequently, and they were not called to seek out the top accommodations, but they were expected to abide in the Lord while completing their task. They were to extend warm greetings while sharing the gospel, being thankful for what God had provided through the kindness of strangers. Now, there's a, there's a reality and a rejection also to the conditions. The Lord reveals his blessings upon those who sought to help the disciples by saying, let your peace come upon them, but if it is not worthy, then let your peace return to you. In other words, these disciples who... Those that were helping the disciples would receive blessings from the Lord. And those that did not would actually miss out on the blessings. 
You know, so many times I've, I've had conversations with people and I say, you know, God only wants you to humble your heart and obey his will. There are blessings waiting. But if you're rebellious and you don't humble your heart and obey his will, you're missing out on the blessings that God truly wants to give to you. And in the scripture, Jesus goes on to say that there are people who will reject the gospel message. Even when faced with rejection, the disciples must shake the dust off their feet and keep going to continue spreading the gospel in faith while abiding in their work. There was also a, a very clear warning for the cities who rejected the gospel. Their judgment would be more severe than that which God brought upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Rejecting the truth will lead to judgment and condemnation. Now I've gone through scriptures and I'm not going to sit here and say I've studied every single scripture extensively because that's a work in progress. But no matter what scriptures I do read and study, I find that all sins are forgivable through repentance except blasphemy. You know, God gives us many chances to repent and change our way. Jesus told so many, go now and sin no more. But there's a, there's a scripture, I have to tell you, that actually struck my heart with grief. Let's jump into Romans 1 real quick. Uh, Romans 1, and we're going to begin in verse 18. Now, this section of my Bible is listed as the condemnation of of the unrighteous. And let's, like I said, let's begin Romans 1, starting in verse 18. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unri unrighteousness of people who suppress the truth by their own unrighteousness. Because what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen because they are understood through what has been made. So people are without excuse for although they know God, they did not glorify him as God or give him thanks. But they became futile in, in their thoughts and their, their senseless hearts were darkened. Verse 22 goes on to say, Although they claim to be wise, they are foolish and exchange the glory of an immortal God for an image resembling mortal human beings or birds or four-footed animals or reptiles. Therefore, God gave them to their desires of their heart to impurity, to dishonor their bodies among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creation rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Now, in this scripture, you can finish reading the rest of the couple of verses that are left in Romans 1, but this scripture pierced my heart with grief. 
And it pierced my heart because it reminds me of so much of today's society. It, it absolutely hurts my heart because God gives us every opportunity to repent. But in the scripture, they refused to. And God gave them to their sins. These people were without excuse for why they did not give thanks and glory. You know, the disciples were first commissioned to spread the gospel. Then they were conditioned or, or told what to expect and how people would react to them. But in this day and time, I cannot tell you how many times I've heard someone say, well, if you're a Christian, then you have to love everybody and you have to accept everybody. Too many times we are focused on what the mortal human beings think rather than what God has clearly already stated in Scripture, which is how we are to act and what we are to do. And as a result of our actions, we will be judged. This includes everybody. Scripture clearly states in Romans, there is no excuse. You know, church, last week, my question was, how are you responding to the Great Commission? This week, my question is, how much time are we spending in the Word in order to be conditioned for how people will react to the gospel? Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we give you all honor and glory and praise we give you praise for your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness and protection and guidance and friendship and peace and unfailing love and, and the redemption that came through our Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray for a spiritual awakening in our hearts, in our church, our community, in our world. We pray that you will open the hearts and minds for deeper understanding of those that do not quite understand, or maybe they are believing the lie. Lord, prepare us for your second coming. We pray that every knee freely bows today before there comes a day when the rocks will outworship us. Lord, help us to draw closer to you so that we can receive Christ in our hearts today so that one day he will receive us into your kingdom. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your Son. And now we pray with one voice, the way you taught your disciples so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, as we forgive those. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Church, I look forward to seeing you again, hearing from you. And you know what to do. Until next time, speak life, be a blessing. Put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Much agape, everybody.